Hello, is this thing on? Yo, what up? What's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol. And we're doing a special, this is a special crossover. Remember those, those crossover episodes of, of uh, the Love Boat actually went to Fantasy Island? So, so this is actually two podcasts in one. So I, you take, take over as well. Okay, I'll do it right now. Uh, my guest this week on the ADD interview is my pal. You know him from Saturday Night Live and MTV's Guy Code. I am here with Dean Edwards. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. we're doing it. This is our crossover episode. We're crossing over it, and this is this is the Father Market Protocol. My guest, uh, which I'm welcoming, you you know him from things like Nurse Jackie, Rescue Me, uh, Paul Blart Moral Cop, and the comedy album of the year, Unconditional. My man, Adam Ferrari. No, uh, Adam Ferrari, no relationship to Jerry. <laughs> What's up, man? It's good to see you, bro. It's good. It's good to be here. We we both are out here uh, doing the comedy cellar in in uh, the Rio in Las Vegas. Yeah. And uh, Adam just started doing his podcast. Man, I am so. We have we have two recorders up right now. Yeah, yeah. It's 2019. I started doing it because you know I'm on the cutting edge. Yeah, of course, of course. Hey, man. But you know what? That's very indicative of of comics because mm-hmm. I was I I fought it for for years. Uh, pe- you know, people saying, "So why don't you do a podcast?" I was like, "Eh." Mm. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll get yeah, well, to it. Well, that's it. I didn't have anything to say. Right, you know, right. You know, I didn't know how, how how could I make this mine. Right. You know, and I just didn't want to do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I was very fortunate. I there's a, I didn't realize how much time these damn things yeah. take to yeah. do it right and to have any sense of pride in it right. and consistency. Because the one thing about I like about the podcast that that I listen to is mm-hmm. the consistency of it. You know, you who um who who are some of your Greg Proops? Okay, Greg Proops. Yeah, Proops. Um, yeah. uh, Dana Gould. I like that's that's one. Okay. A month and it's like two hours long. I'm like, man, okay. He, he, he oh, he does only does lot. once a month. Yeah, I might go to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's yeah, a little like, more special, and then you don't feel pressure. Yeah, I'm at it, but a lot of it is uh, I like cars. A lot of it is car okay. podcasts, okay. and uh, and during football season, that's mm-hmm. that that's the loop. How so? The football season's over. Were mm-hmm. you rooting for uh, either of the teams? Oh, I wanted. The, well, I'm a Jets fan, so okay. I'm in an okay. abusive relationship. Okay, yeah, you too. Huh? <laughs> I'm a, Knicks is my second team, so uh-huh. I just did a. Um, my man Brett Ernst has a has a show called the uh, the de, yeah the 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 the, the, de, the gentleman show, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking. I said, yeah, you know, the Knicks. When you're a fan of the Knicks, it's kind of like every time they make a trade, people yeah. like you think it's a good trade. I was like, it can't get worse. Yeah. Yeah, at this you know, point, you know, we're, we're just digging out of the hole. You're like, I mean, hey, we were a Jets fan. I'm like, now we got Adam Gase, so we got beady eyes. You see uh-huh. him on the, we got him from Miami, and uh-huh. we got the guy from Bounty Gate. Oh, yeah, okay. and this is where the band aid money's going, right? Really, right. Johnson and Johnson, you can't right. spend money, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's like uh, you're heartbroken if you're a yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but, used to disappointment. Yeah, you know, similar to comedy, mm-hmm. similar to what we do in comedy. But it's been we've had a. Great, this has been a great week. This has been a, I've really enjoyed yeah, this week because yeah. you know when we go on the road mm-hmm. and you're headlining. Right. You know, you're alone. Yeah. You know, we're traveling alone. Yeah. You know? And let and let. Do you ever bring your own feature? I do. When okay. I, when, I, when I when I can. Okay. When it's, when it's possible and convenient, you, right. know, you travel with your friend. And, right. You know, if you're doing a theater, you bring your buddy with you, right. and, and and you're traveling together. So it's, it's like a family. The best comedy ex- travel comedy experience I had was the Rescue Me comedy tour. Oh we all, yeah, we were on tour buses. Right, because it was it was it was you, Larry, uh, Lenny, Lenny Clark. Clark. Oh, so that's that. And right Kenny there. Rogerson, and we had the band, cool, and um, cool. and we were we were a family. You know, we were just traveling together. We were you doing eat. theaters or clubs? We're or doing with a lot of casinos okay. and a lot of theaters. Okay. Um, so it was nice, but the the thing I gained fifteen pounds. Because, of course. Well, because here's the deal: we've we're on the road as comics, and right. we, we haven't been comics together. You right. know, we're usually just actors on a set. Right. And 
the booze is gone, the right. drugs are gone, we right. all got the girls we want, right. so we eat. Right, right. That's the vice. <laughs> That's and, funny. And if you're done, if you're done at, at like, you know, the show's over at 11.30. Right. Then the casinos want to show you a good time. And it's right. like Goodfellas, they're walking you through the bowels right, of the casino. Right, right. You're in you're in Rome. I mean the porterhouse steak at like yeah. twelve o'clock at night. Yeah. Then you're on a tour bus. Which isn't healthy for, for a twenty year old. No. You know, for anybody to eat a porterhouse no. steak. Lions midnight. will take down a gazelle and lay down. <laughs> right. And they're, they're lions. Right, right. We're just comics. Right, yeah, man. Yeah. So so yeah. So when you you know, I'm I I always I won't say envious, but I was mm. always Curious about um, shows, especially shows that are well. I won't even say dramas because I remember when uh, when Steve Byrne had uh, his sitcom mm -hmm. and it was him and Roy Wood Jr. and Ahmed Ahmed and uh, Owen Benjamin mm -hmm. and they would do the uh, the Sullivan Sullivan yeah. Sullivan yeah. Sons or whatever uh, tour and I was like, you know, that seems like so much fun. Yeah, because like you said, you know when. When you're first, not even when you're first starting out, but when you first um, really start to get to go in headline, it is very lonely. Yeah. You're out there, uh, you know, in whatever chuckle hut, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. B or C city. You're not necessarily doing the bestest clubs. And your 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 meals are the club meals that they give you for free. Look, you can order from the left side of the menu, right? right. You don't have TV credits yet. We're not giving you the steak. Right, right. <laughs> so, so chicken fingers mm. or a burger. Um, how would you say that changed aside from the Porterhouse steak, which mm -hmm. is which is a nice uh, nice feel? Um, how many cities were y'all doing? Uh, we did about I think we did ten cities okay. in here. We did shows. okay. It was ten cities. It was a nice a nice tour. They were yeah, like even when we were comics, we were headlining. You're doing a rooms. You know, yeah. you're still alone. I mean, yeah. and you have to get used to the energy spikes during the day. Yeah, you know, we wake up. Yeah. You're flying usually the night before press, right. so right. you're you're late. Right. Uh, you you you're going to bed. You, you get a couple hours. You're up at six o'clock because right. you got to do morning press. Right. So your energy spikes from six to ten a.m. That's morning yeah. press. Then you come home. Whatever business and phone calls you got to do is you, you're at twelve o'clock. Then you say I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna write, which means you take a nap. Right. <laughs> your comics always have the best intentions. Oh, I got I got a whole list of things I still haven't got right. done from ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna read this. Yeah. So then and then you get up and you do your show. Right. And when you're on comic time. You know, we're off stage on a, on a Friday night, two shows. You, you're done, say, 12.30 back at the hotel, right. 12.30, 1 o'clock. But that's your afternoon. Yeah. I just finished work. Right. You know, so right. now you got to do whatever work you didn't do during the day. you got to right. get that done. And uh, by the time you, you finish writing or whatever assignment you have, mm -hmm. you know, a script you got to deliver, whatever it is, you're back home. Right. And then when you come home... I'm interrupting my wife's flow. Right, right. <laughs> so it's right. like I got. I got. It's like when I come home from the road, my wife has to. It's like when you buy a new fish. Mm -hmm. I'm in a plastic bag before right. I go into the main tank. Right. I have to decompress. Right, 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 yeah. right. Would you Would you say? Because I know sometimes I'll, I'll tell people I actually go on the road to get rest because once you get back home, yeah. you're in the rhythm of, mm -hmm. like you said, of your wife's life. Of if you're working on something, shooting something, you're now your schedule is kind of already set. Whereas yeah. You go, you know, we just, uh, um, Adam and, and myself, as well as Eric Rivera and Lynn Coppice, we said we were going to, you know, we, we we didn't get a chance to really all hang out aside from at the club. Mm -hmm. So we said, you know, it's our last our last night here, our last day here. Let's all grab uh, grab yeah. brunch at, at, the, at the buffet. And we got to just sit down there yeah. for nearly two hours, you know, doing nothing and, and making people that were waiting in line angry as we <laughs> <laughs> 
as as we sat eating, you know, eating limb, limb with the desserts, me with <laughs> fruit plate balanced with, uh, you know, Pat Pat C U, you know, um, and it's, it's it's been a, it's been a great week because I think the um, you know shout out to um, Esty that books the the shows at the Comedy Cellar because she um, she always has a great lineup, but yeah. more than that. This I think this is my fourth or fifth time uh, coming out and doing doing this, and I uh, Lynn and I have been out here three times together, mm-hmm. right? Maybe four, and we actually like after the first time we came, um, Esty happened to be out here that week, right? That uh, that weekend because she was gonna do some um, some West Coast scouting to check out some of the comics in L.A. Right. See who she could use up here. So. When she saw us and she saw we had a good rapport, you know, we were like, yeah, you know, um, you can book us. That's like that's that's two comics right there that sure. anytime you want to book us together. And so it's, it's 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 great vibing with because Adam and I we've seen each other, you know, in passing. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, but it's yeah. always nice to to get to vibe with someone and spend some time with someone. Yeah, yeah, really fellowship versus. Seeing people in the airport, as yeah. we always do, waving in the airport, or, yeah. or you're or you're in the hallway at the cellar. Right, right. Hey, what's up, man? How yeah, you doing? That's it. And then there's no time to talk. You don't there's see no time each other to... ever again. Yeah. Um, do you like now? Do you like working Vegas? I like working. I get spoiled easily, mm-hmm. and so I I let people know I'm a fan of here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm a fan of the comedy cellar because doing doing this uh, at the Rio specifically, I'm a fan of. Vegas in this in this uh, particular space, this particular venue, because you don't have have a bunch of heavy lifting, you yeah. know. Now, mind you, we're all we all love hearing ourselves think and speak, and so I love headline. I love doing my hour plus. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the second show on a Friday night because I can stretch and yeah, you know, you're like listen, the room. I don't know how drunk you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I right. got stuff I got to get exactly because it's it's therapeutic, you know. Um, but Having just come off of uh, you know three or four weeks of headlining, it's nice to come out here and know I you know they're 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 for the comics. Include mm-hmm. shout out to Mark Cohn, who's also uh, who's the resident host and does a great job. Like all of us can kind of just run our run our leg of the uh, of yeah, the, the relay. of the race of the relay. And then I can sit back. Oh, cool! I can now I can watch. You know, every time like uh, Adam goes on after me, so I come off, um, and Lynn is on before me. So Lynn comes in, and before her is is uh, is uh, Eric. is Eric, and Eric's like, yeah, they were kind of like one one night, for instance. I want to say it was uh, Thursday or Friday. Eric came in and he was, and Eric is such a nice guy. He was like, man, I, I have no problem if that entire audience gets hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, damn, okay. Yeah. All right. That, that, but that, that right there puts, gives you an awareness. Um, and then Lynn comes off afterwards. She's like, oh, yeah, I didn't like them at all. Mm-hmm. So now, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to turn. If, if I wanted to, yeah. uh, you know, ease into this and, 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 uh, and and sort of get, give people by personality, yeah, whatever. You gotta you gotta Not hit these shows. You gotta hit them hard. And so I hit them hard. So now when I come off, I can say to Adam, "Yo, you can you can hit them, but you gotta you gotta get them quick. Yeah, you gotta stay on them." That's right? what you said. I, yeah. it was Friday. I think it was Friday late show. Okay, and you can, we were in that little little like uh, that that air chamber in the submarine. Right, right, room. right. And I go and then I, go, I remember I said, "How are they, baby? You gotta stay on them." I said, "Okay, I got it. Stay on them." So it was like, all right, I'm not working on new stuff tonight. I'm just gonna hammer you. Right, for you gotta, gotta gotta hit them in the head because sometimes you have to. Um, 
train the audience. You yeah, know? you have to take control of yeah. the room. Yeah. They want to. It's not like... It, and I, when, when we started going on stage to figure out the first it's time we were doing it, thank you, Well, to figure out it's not getting the laugh. It's getting them to trust you. Mm-hmm. And then, then when when you were at this level, where you got a late show Friday, it, it, it it's getting them to to respect you. You're like, right. this is the way this is gonna go. Right. This right. is the way this is gonna go. Right. I know you're drunk. I know yeah. you, but but this. Follow yeah. me. We're gonna right. take this hill. Right. And 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 you'll you'll walk out of here feeling good. Yep. But let me do what I do. Yeah. You know. You just get them. It's like I have to. You either take. It's a strange thing, especially Friday late. You mm-hmm. know, you're just like, I'm gonna stay on top of you. Yeah. I'm not gonna give you a chance to breathe. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep the the laughs going. So there's no opening for you to come in. Right, right. Do you, do now? How, what about you? Do you, in comparison to just going on the road and doing your hour, you're doing either a theater, a casino, yeah, or just yeah. a club. How do you like Vegas? I like Vegas. I like to work. I write a great deal here when okay. we're not doing stuff during the day because it's a different. It's like doing sets at the cellar. Right, right, right. You know, it's great because you got twenty minutes. Right. So it's it's you know I don't have to worry about the check spot. Right. I, don't, I don't have to be in a certain spot. I know I'm going to lose them in this area because right. the checks are coming out. Right. And then when I get them back, so it's nice to build the hammock. I'll go mm-hmm. up and I'll, I'll get them on my side, right. bang them around so they know who's in charge. Right. Then I have that five minutes. Mm-hmm. That, or two or three minutes with a new bit that I want to put in. Right. And I know I got the killer bit coming out of right. it. So that's the little hammock. Right, right. So to build I a like set that, like hammock. that. Yeah, yeah you built nice. the hammock. You put yeah. the two pence out so I can, I, even if I'm dipping a little bit, right. I know you're gonna, I'm going right. to kill you here and I'm going to finish strong. Right. So putting a 20-minute set together. And believe me, it's not that easy. I got to follow all you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a killer. Oh, thanks. You know, mm-hmm. you're, and, I, and you know, I'm following you, so I've got to... You have to enter at the level of the room. You know, right. it's not like the cellar where the good MCs. You know, uh, all those guys. You know, like Keith and right. all the guys at right. MC there. Right. They know how to like. Someone goes up and blows the room up. Right. They're going to do five minutes and reset the table, right. and they're going to bring you up. That's right. what a good MC does. Right. And a good comic will know, if, especially if you're tagging. Right. You'll know like I'm going to bring you down, and I'm going to I'm going to. This is what I did. Right. I don't need to kill you. I need to set the table for the next guy. Right. Right, and that's 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 just good. That's just veteran shit that yeah. we know how to do. Right. So it's a it's when I have to carry your energy. Mm-hmm. You have to enter at the level right. of the room. So you know, or at least be able to, to judo your way into taking whatever energy you lead there mm-hmm. and spin it towards. Right. You. Well, that's why you said like running a relay. You know, yeah. if 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 someone you uh, pass and you pass that baton, yeah. you can't say okay, I'm gonna slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run at my pace and then I'll say no. You have to. You have to. If the, if they're at full speed, you might they they might slow down just a hair just mm-hmm. for the handle. But then you gotta pick. You got, it right yeah, back you got it. You yeah. got it. You're part of a show. Right. You know right. when you're headlining a room, it's your show. Right. This is the stuff you saw before. Right. This is you are part of this experience, right. and this is right. my job in this show. Right, and that that's why uh, you know certain clubs I do like I like here. Um, same thing with with AC. People mm-hmm. like, do you like Atlantic City? I'm like, I like doing shows at the Borgata because that's it. Be, well, be, because um, like I, I they, I'm trying to think. I forgot the name. The Revel, the Revel. There was a there was a hotel that I did. Probably five years ago, they shut down, and the show was cool. Mm. The showroom was nice, but I like how uh, Mazillion crew have 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 sort of taken taken control of that uh music, that, box, the music box theater yeah. and how they book it because it's 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 three comics. I don't even think is is there a host? I don't think there's a host. I think they just that's the, to me that's the only thing I, I never liked. I never liked shows where there's not someone to kind of maintain the energy of the yeah. show yeah. 
And, and so the first comic going on is going up, you know, cold calling, you mm. know, and uh, interrupting people. It's not interrupting dinner because people are sitting there waiting yeah. for it, but it's still you have to start them mm-hmm. from scratch. Uh, but it's not even that. I, I like doing those shows. The cruise gigs that I do, I like because it's in a comedy club versus right. uh, other other guys I know have done cruise ships and they're like, oh yeah, no, they just, they throw you up in the theater. God bless you, I can't do it. I I did once when I was a kid, I did one, Uh, Bud Friedman asked us to do it and I went with Bud Uh and I did it and I said, I can't can't live with the audience. Uh, I don't want to live, I ain't floating around where you're, I can't. And the challenge for me is. So God bless you. Yeah, my hair just grew back. I like. You look lovely. Yeah, thank you, sir. I I liked when my hair was low because I could wear a Yankee fitted and mm-hmm. if if a if a gig was seven days I had about three days of anonymity. Yeah, you're okay before you go on. Right. And well, then... well, the shows might start by day number two, but they still they still don't recognize you until they come back. You know, two or three times, and then. On top of that, when you have a distinctive look, sure, yeah. and, and you're, you're walking tall. around, you're yeah, yeah. You're so you're boy. walking around, they're like, they're like, they're like, wait, are you the? Uh? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get some eggs at the, you know, at the omelet station, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, uh, that's been a challenge. And for me, I, I, I like, I'll do, I'll do four. I'm happy doing four, maybe five, two week runs, like ten weeks a year. God bless you. Yeah. But but the flip side is, and you and I were speaking about this uh, coming to Vegas. You're out of Hollywood. Like every yeah. time you're doing one of those those gigs, um, any road gig takes you out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But especially when you're out of country, yeah. you know. Um, well, you're yeah. You're also you know the internet. You got oh yeah. I can't like. Well, that, and that's the other thing about this gig. It's nice because I can drive. I, I right. prefer to drive. Right. I prefer to drive to Vegas because I'm on my own schedule. If you yeah. look at the air at the flight schedules. Morning, late afternoon, because they want to keep you. Yeah, here. I peeped that. I peeped that this this last on this trip when I was booking my flight because I was I was looking to get something. A the 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 flights were super expensive. Mm-hmm. B they only they yeah it was the morning and the night. And I was like what, what about all the middle? They're like nah, we got we we want to get you here and we're keep gonna, you. We're here. gonna milk you. Yeah, yeah. Now do you gamble? I don't. You don't, I don't gamble. Lynn and I were just talking about uh, going and playing blackjack. Um, I like, I like group. <laughs> it's like when, when you were in high school mm-hmm. and you knew you didn't study for a test, but your friends were like, "Dude, I didn't study." You're like, "Okay, good. We can fail together." Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not it's, going down a line. Right. And so gambling to me is fun when you have a group. You have two to four people, and I'm like, "Okay, here's a hundred dollars." I can stand to lose a hundred. If I lose this hundred dollars, my life will not be over. Right. And I can, and it's just play money. So I don't drink. I don't drink a lot of coffee. I don't. You know. I don't have a bunch of things that I do where I'm spending that money daily. So I'm like, I can take a hundred dollars and and sit down and say okay. And not kick yourself. Right. Right. And and then you can have fun, and it's fun when you have like you know a bunch of other people, and you're you're at a table. Uh, like one of the previous times, I came up with a couple of my buddies and. Uh, and we were and we were playing and we were all winning and then they sent in the dragon lady that take you down. sucked all the the, what, what the we mojo. Playing? We're playing blackjack. Yeah, they changed the shoe. Yep, change yep. the deal. Yeah, they do this. Yeah. And you're out. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and they're coming and they, to get you. You 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 hit the lady that we all were winning with. Yeah, everybody gave her gave her some chips and then she walked away and then the lady no smile nothing. That's it. And you're like, oh, and, and you yeah. say to yourself. 
right, I should leave. Like, I should leave. Chance. No. She's like, I, she's like Ivan Drago. I yeah, must break you. I must break you. Yeah. You will lose. So that's nice. So you, yeah. so you like the community out there. You're like yeah. a social drinker. Yeah. Yeah. You're not sitting alone at a blackjack table. No. Going to, I, just, I just need to know. Yeah, Insurance right. is a sucker's bet. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Do you gamble? Yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing. I used to gamble a lot, and then I got married, and, okay. and those wives. They, that's a gamble. They're expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I used to gamble. Okay. And I don't anymore. I was very, I was aware of that uh, I enjoyed it. It was good. But I was like, yeah, I'm looking at, I don't see the money I'm losing. I'm seeing the stuff that I could have got. Okay. You know, I'm sitting I, there going, yeah. man, I could have covered my yeah. property taxes. Right, yeah. If I, if, I, if I only would have got the hard eight. Right, right. You right. know, and I'm like, because I like craps. So now you're rationalizing. You're that, sitting that's there, the, the yeah, dice roll. Yeah. Yeah. Seven out! You're like, and then you got to come out for another come out roll. And like, mm-hmm. all right, one more. If I do my own dentistry for this year, uh-huh. then you start rationalizing. Yeah, you're yeah. like, you know, I never take a vacation. This right. can be my vacation. Yeah. yeah, you start rationally seeing the money leaving. Uh, yeah. And my property taxes. I'm, I'm buying the state of California a Honda every year. Wow. I'm like, son wow. of a bitch. But that means uh, business has been going pretty well. Oh, what are you on their side? <laughs> no. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm the I'm the glasses half full, so I'm like, yeah. okay, well, you, you, yeah, you buy the Honda, but you know, you you, you drive a Toyota at least. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a Prius. Yeah. So now, yeah. when did when when because when did you stop uh, gambling? When you when you I got well, when I got married, a lot of things changed. Yeah, you know, look, I remember the the last independent thought I remember having was, mm, she's pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then everything went black, and my right. life just changed. I went. I stopped. I was stopped smoking. Okay. Uh, I found out about uh, white sneakers and acid wash jeans. Okay, mm, that's okay. done. Okay. Um, apparently, I ate like an animal. Okay. Because uh, you know my my diet was wrong. Right. Uh, but so now I'm eating better. My nose is cold. My coat shiny. Well, okay. And okay. Uh, and I just looked at what I was doing and what my responsibilities changed when I got married. Mm, when I got married, I went oh. Oh, I got. Uh, I must care for the queen. You know, mm. I gotta. It ain't just me, right? You know, if 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 I don't hit that parlay, right? <laughs> you know, I'll be mad for a couple of days. But right. I'm like, I gotta feed this lady. I got, you know, I'm responsible for this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I stopped smoking. I uh, I um I lost weight. Mm-hmm. I uh, I stopped drinking. I was good at it too. I was good at smoking and drinking. Uh-huh. I would smoke in the shower. Really? Oh yeah. End of, the, end of the day, a little shot of whiskey. You get a tall boy. You go in the shower, and I had a little ashtray in the corner of the shower. And now, I, isn't the cigarette... Well, I guess you're not sitting with your face... No, I had a big enough the, shower, and okay, I had a little roach okay. clip. So okay, I, okay. I smoking and drinking in the shower. Okay, all right. Um, so, yeah, I stopped all of that, and then the next logical thing to go it was the gambling. Okay. You know, but uh, i tell you the story. So, we're in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live by the fires, and I was shooting in New York. Okay. So, I wasn't home for the week, and the fires kicked in. Mm. And the ones by the Getty Center is right yeah, by our yeah, house. Yeah. So, the Getty Center... So, I called my wife. I said, okay, and she... set it up the PCH, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember I was on set, and uh, I said, okay, honey, listen, I'm on a night shoot. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Watch the news. And she got the alert on her phone. Oh. And that never happened before. She That's was scary. What do we do? I said, okay, we're, we're going to get a go bag. And she's like, what's a go bag? I said, is it shit you put in a bag and you when go. You go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I said, you know, get get, get the papers for the house, get mm-hmm. your jewelry, get uh, um, um, go into my office. Mm-hmm. Going to my closet, those those old stack of albums. Uh-huh. I look for the Mothership Connection. <laughs> you you love Parliament. Yeah, man. you go to Parliament album. You reach in there, there's an envelope. She goes in there, she opens it up, she goes, There's cash in here. Are you gambling? I said, Look, money burns. We'll fight later. Put the money in. 
money burns will fight later. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's made out of paper. Just let's get out. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but I don't. Uh, I, I'm very pleased because I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gambling was part of you know just part of my. Oh, I those card games and right. Atlantic City was right there. Right. You know, my father would, my mother and father would gamble all the time. Dig you know, they was it. they were sending planes for that mm-hmm. shit. So they would they were like robes. Oh, wow. everything in my house said Caesar's Palace on it. Really? Because the robes, right. the towels. Right. We had those little ketchup bottles. Uh-huh. Yeah, the soaps. Everything. She, my mother <laughs> was taking true. everything. They were they were high rollers. <laughs> they were getting comped. Everything. Caesar's was like Walmart back then. That in the was day. it. Yeah. And Italians love it because right. like, he was an emperor. Put right. on the robe. Right. And the nice. Yeah. That's so, so yeah, so it was actually part of a uh, part of my childhood. So I'm yeah. glad I never got bit by that. Right. You right. Know, because this I know a lot of brothers that they just that's what they got. That's right. their vice. Right. And everyone's got some sort of you know, whether it's booze, whether right. it's drugs, right. whether it's gambling, whether yeah. it's some sort of anger. Yeah. Anger is yeah. just that thought pattern. It's, mm-hmm. it's there's a dopamine release yeah. in your head and a lot of stuff that that sends that out is is a trigger and, mm-hmm. and I didn't anger is a freaking drug man yeah yeah especially yeah. when you see those people um, you've seen them you know if, if you're out in the in a mall or shopping or what have you and mm-hmm. you see someone that's just yelling violently you see the veins in their neck yeah and then turning red and mm-hmm. you're like that's that that kid has no idea yeah why why you're that angry but all you're doing is transferring that anger to them mm-hmm. and you're, you're helping they think that's an acceptable response right and that un, unspoken communication gets wired into their little brains right. and if you, you notice a guy yelling as a wife rolling his eyes this ain't the first time he's done no. this no it's not. this is normal to him right yeah because that's what you know you don't realize what's normal till you leave your house like I left Long Island. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. Then I got married, and mm-hmm. apparently there was a list. Right, right. <laughs> shit, that was wrong with me. <laughs> right. And when you get past your ego and look at, it, I go, yeah, shit, she's right. Yeah. She didn't sign up for this. No. And I'm just I'm grateful that 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 the gambling bug didn't didn't bother me. Well, it sounds like you know we all joke about uh, getting married and losing control, but it sounds like uh, getting married actually helped you. You know, along oh, whether yeah. whether whether. Uh, dietary or, mm-hmm. or life-wise with, you know, uh, no more smoking, no more gambling, yeah. you know, so that's... It gave a, me another option. It gave me a choice to make. It gave okay. me... Well, I'll tell you what, what marriage did. To, someone loves me in spite of the shit that I didn't know was wrong with mm-hmm. me. And I'm like... And just... just emote, my wife's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Right. And right. she had to be, because I'm an idiot. Right. Yeah, I don't... God just went, schmuck, how hard do I got to burn this bush? Right. If you don't see this... Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's you. Yeah, it's you. Right. Well, that's what pretty much life is. Life and, is life is kind of looking at me like, look, it, it's not me. It's right, you. Right. I was here before you. I'm going to be here after you. Right, yeah. So you can get your shit together or not. So when I, when I had that choice, I learned the difference between... React and respond. Okay. You know, because I was grew up just reacting. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the way life was. And, and then responding for me, I was, oh, that comes from a choice I could make. Mm-hmm. And I would rather choose something that makes our lives better. Right. So I'm not just choosing for, I'm subconsciously choosing out of anger or whatever spike of emotion I have to respond to something mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I'm used to. I'm choosing, I'm consciously choosing something that benefits us. Okay. And that took me out of myself and my bullshit, which is hard for comics. Yeah, yeah, because we're so used. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, control in in what we do in comparison to working a a nine-to-five job where you're going Mm -hmm. and punching a clock and and doing something and working for someone else. You know, you are the... You know, we are the 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 writer, the 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 star, the director, the producer, the mm-hmm. gaffer. You know, yeah. and we we rerun craft the service. show, craft services. You know, nine yeah. grips. We're doing yeah. everything. Yeah, and it's the motivation to do it. And what what I found was like, because we 
and I don't know if you've experienced this, is where we go from being alone mm-hmm. to being the center of attention yeah. to being alone yeah. in a day. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, constantly. I mean, you're on the road. You're by yourself. And you get recognized. It's nice. Take a picture. That's for the most part. You're by yourself. You yeah. Know, I, like after press or morning press, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much not talking to another human right. being for a couple of hours until I got four or five hundred people in the theater. Right. And then I'm going back in the room service. Right. And going, oh, I hope I make Sports Center. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When did you? Um, I was like getting people's sort of bio. Where? Well, where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Queens, raised on Long Island. Okay. Okay. Where, when did you realize you were funny? Two. Age two, uh, what, I was, was told it? I was funny. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, two, whenever you start re- putting words or sentences together, mm-hmm. uh, the family story was I was two years old and I was staying. Um, I was staying at uh, my 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 uncle Frank and my aunt Marianne mm-hmm. were, were watching me because my my parents were working or something. Okay. And uh, I was in the back of the car seat and my uncle Frank looked at me and goes, Adam, what's in your mouth? Because he thought I had something in my mouth and I went. My teeth, <laughs> and and that's the first that they all started laughing, yeah. and that's the first. And you know, I you're a kid. I don't know yeah. how old you are, right. but that's the story they would tell at Thanksgiving. Okay. You know, oh, he's funny, and then that's how I fit in in my family. That's how I could contribute. I made everybody right. laugh, right? Because my dad was my hero, okay. And he was, you know, he's a working man. That's beautiful, you know. Yeah. And uh, and he would come home with that look. You see the worry. You yeah. could say. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't consciously aware of it, but right. I could see. And when I could make my dad laugh, it went away. Yeah. And I don't know if I was conscious of it or not conscious of it, but I, I, I would think, oh, that's how I can contribute. That's yeah. how I fit in here. Yeah. Because I didn't have his mechanical ability. That was your superpower. Yeah, that was what I could do. Right. And then when I was 12 years old, I saw Richard Pryor uh, on a videotape. The, uh, pat, the one with Patti LaBelle open for him. Oh, th- can we... Can, hold on. Santa Monica can, concert. Can I, can I just say, that was, uh, that was Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach. Was Long that Beach, was, Santa uh, Monica. That was Long, Long Beach. Okay. Uh, 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 Richard Pryor live in concert mm-hmm. in 1979. We were, I was talking to someone about that... Uh, Recently, and and you just pointed out something that I don't think it hit me until within the last five years mm-hmm. when I returned because I I return to that every every year or so mm-hmm. just just because it oh. still yeah holds up right God and I remember seeing you know I'm I'm that came out seventy nine so I think I probably saw it in eighty eighty one mm-hmm. I remember seeing that Patty LaBelle but I didn't know who I knew who Patty was but I didn't know who she was. And then recently seeing it, I'm like, wait, he followed? He followed Patty LaBelle? And you know, yeah. And now Richard Pryor. And no introduction. Right. He walked up and just grabbed that white microphone. Yes, yes, yes. And and the way for people to get from the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Richard, Richard was something special. And, and, for 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 people that are listening, if if you get a chance, go go watch Richard Pryor live in concert. It was I think it's it might still be on uh, Netflix. They they put it on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, mid uh, mid twenty eighteen. And the reason I'm such a fan of that one is because not only is he uh, brilliantly turning his tragedy and his pain into comedy, but he shows his acting ability. He's, yeah. and he shows. Uh, he shows a vulnerability that that you really Pathos. hadn't seen. Yes, exactly. In comedy, and you realize, yo, this dude is a, is is actually a talented actor. Yeah. You know, I, I I always use the example of when he's talking about hunting with his dad, and then you the snake in the, the forest, the, the white guy and the black guy walk snake. snake. <laughs> yeah, and then when uh. When they're they're hunting the deer and the deer is drinking, drinking water, the and then, water, then you and then the deer looks up and and I I can see Richard's face, but I'm like, 
yo, he's a deer. Yeah. Like you see yeah. the entire setting. You see the deer near the near the spring or the water, and he's drinking, and you can see Richard and his dad hiding in the and the deer trying to make it. It's just it's a brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. That's still to my my uh, to me that's my favorite. Um, I think that's the greatest stand up special. But I also understand when people say Bill Cosby himself yeah, well, is a on par thing. with it. It was a different thing, right. though. Yeah, yeah. It was more of it, you were in a deeper place. Right, right. Um, the thing, I, the thing I, I like about the Richard one I oh. saw was the—and uh, the, I, I use this. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, don't, I, I don't know if I use it as much as it, it, it had such an impression upon me. Because I remember I saw it, and I didn't really understand a lot of it. Right. But I remember saying—and I saw it by myself— mm-hmm. Well, I went to those parties. I went to those parties. You know when you go to those parties with your mother and father? Yeah, yeah. And your mother gives you the warning in the car? Right. Now, behave yourself. Your father right. does business with these people. Right. And they were all watching right. it downstairs. Oh, uh, okay. They, we couldn't see because we were kids. Right. They went up to have coffee. Okay. I rewound the tape. Oh, wow. Ripped my head off. Oh, yeah. I, I just remember standing there, just transfixed. I was standing up. Yeah. And I said out loud to nobody, I'm like, mm-hmm. look what this man can do. Yeah, yeah, wow. Look what he just, he had that audience. He mm-hmm. took them. And it was the bit where uh, he's burying his mother. And mm-hmm. he, he, it's tragedy. The setting was tragedy, mm-hmm. and the human punchline really just registered me on an experiential mm-hmm. level. He goes, it's going to be all right, Pop. Be right. And the father <laughs> give me a corner, I'm to bury the bitch by herself. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love you, baby. Shit. Dad's come. Get to the dirt. Where's the pot with the dirt? <laughs> get to the dirt. Yeah. The dirt. Just, that's yeah. just like, and like I said, you weren't aware of it. It's like those patterns of anger yeah. and that, that unspoken communication yeah. that just gets wired into our heads. Right, right. And now that I've been doing it for a while, I'm looking back, I go, oh, and there was a great, one of the great books I read about him. Did you read Prior Convictions? Of course, yeah. So Prior Convictions, he said, you write what scares you. Mm. And that and Mel uh, uh, Mel Brooks did, mm. said that too. That's why he always does stuff about Nazis and yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, and which makes sense because his son always writes about zombies. Yeah, and and Max was always Max said he he wound up writing the zombie survival guide and then World War Z because he really had a fear mm-hmm. of zombies and yeah. he he was like if zombies ever do occur, what's the best way to to approach Taking yeah. them out, and so he was like, you know, a, a, a broadsword wouldn't make sense because you have to swing it. You gotta get too close. You gotta get too close. Where, where's or it's there's too there's too much exposure mm-hmm. of your body when you lift the sword way up versus something that's short and you can just yeah. you know hit it hit it real quick. And so yeah, that's I I never realized that, but yeah, that does. I'm trying to think now, like what scares me, you know? Oh, I write about just being a better man mm-hmm. and and being. Responsible and 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 providing, right? Provide right. and protect. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it scares the shit of me. Not be able to provide and protect right. my family right. is one of the things that scares me. So it's always it's and it's it's I'm a student of human condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the jokes I wrote that I I'm very proud of. It was on my third special, I mm-hmm. think. But my dad was dying. He's mm-hmm. going through chemo, and uh, there's a it's 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 on YouTube. It's called the chemo bit, mm-hmm. and I wrote it and I I took him way down. Mm-hmm. And I brought him back up, and it ended in an applause break. I did it all in two minutes, okay. and I, you know, I wrote it because it's what I needed to say. And right. I was, I was, uh, I, I had the artistic courage to bring an audience to silence. Yeah. To and and I knew it takes the, a lot to the do. placement of it in the act where they already trust me. So I, I, I it was a, a great puzzle to figure out. Mm-hmm. So I did it. I was, I was proud of it, and mm-hmm. I moved on. I got a call from uh, Professor Eddie Freefeld. Mm-hmm. Um, 
called my my manager, wanted to license the bit mm. to teach at Yale Drama and NYU. Wow. And they said, you know, what would Adam Farrar charge? And I would, free. Uh-huh. Free. Are you kidding? This this gets a life? Right. This gets to be put in a different context? Right. This gets, and I forget, there's a great book by uh, Stephen Pressfield. Uh, 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 the, the War of Art. War of Art, yeah. War of Art. Remember he said uh, the Xenophon prayer, let, let it live in all its many bearings? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, we, we write this stuff, but we yeah. don't know. What, and it takes on this other life. Someone yeah. else saw something right. in there. And it was a sense of pride that it's... It, it's helping somebody else. It, it, it's taken on a greater life than itself. Can I just say how proud I am that I actually knew who, an author? And who, like, yeah. I, I want my wife to hear this because she's a lit professor yeah. and, and, and she can quote uh, authors. And if someone says a title to a book, she knows it. I'm yeah. like, I know something. See, that's just, good. Good like, for you. I knew a book that's and good. an author. I, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I read the stuff that interests me. But yeah. I th- yeah. yeah. I thought Farewell to Arms was about the Venus de Milo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's World War One. It's a guy in an ambulance. This Hemingway guy drinks. So you, so, so you got the bug. The bug bit you early. When did you finally get on stage? July 13th, time? 1988. I love when comics know the actual date. I Wednesday was, night, yeah. open mic, Eastside Comedy Club, Long Island, ah. Jericho Turnpike, 8 o'clock show. Nice, nice. Where were you in the lineup? Uh, I was in the middle. Um, I had made the mistake of telling um, my mother what I was doing. Uh-oh. And, you know, there was no Twitter. There was no yeah. Instagram. There was my mother. Yeah. She reached everybody. And my entire, it sold out. My entire neighborhood showed up. Oh, wow, wow. So if I wasn't funny, (laughs) I couldn't leave the house. How how long before you finally get the courage to go on stage um, on the Jericho Turnpike, uh, had you been writing jokes? I wrote, I was writing, and I had written this stuff, and I was doing it for my brother. My brother goes, why don't you do that stuff you wrote for your oral report in college? I've been doing it, and okay. it, it's killing on the school bus. And That's I, funny. Your brother was doing, was, was doing your act. Yeah, and I didn't have an act. Right. I hadn't been on stage right. before. But because my mother invited everybody there, right. and I guess nerves or whatever it was, uh-huh. the, uh, a switch went off, and I just somebody said, so, Adam, and I went, not now, Uncle Frank, and I just started making fun of my family because they were all my family. Right, right, so right. it was like my house after Thanksgiving. And it's funny because Uncle Frank was the one who was in the, in the, the car. Teeth, yeah, yeah, the teeth, so, oh, okay. So I, you got I was back. funny, but I never did any material uh-huh. because it was five minutes, you know right. what it, over yeah. mic is. And I just kept talking to them, and they were laughing, so I just kept saying stuff. Right. And... The, the adrenaline spike gets you because yeah. you you're not used to it. Yeah. You don't know what it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's like an opioid. The first yeah. time you do it, you're like, oh, yeah. Hello, Jesus. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you're still, I'm still chasing that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the dragon, man. Yeah. We're chasing the dragon. Yeah. That's the high that we keep chasing. Yeah. And, and to be able to uh, surrender to it, for lack yeah. of a better word, yeah. to give up and go there. Right. Like some of the best stuff, like I'll write all day, you know mm-hmm. and. And I'll get a laugh on my way to the punchline I thought right. was going to get the laugh. Right. And that's why I think I became an autobiographical and confessional comic. Because, right. um, look, we, we know each other. I got a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. And I can't solve them. But right. I can fix a joke. Right. So if I can take whatever emotion or whatever I need and prior convictions when I wrote Write What You're Afraid Of right. to, def- to defang the monster. Mm-hmm. So I'll just start writing about that. Mm-hmm. And when I can shape the joke and see what the joke is and see why they're laughing and what, what don't I need in the joke right. and what happens. So you can economize. I'm like, oh, that's the truth of it. Because right. we're, we're just selling truth. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. We're just putting it through a filter, making people laugh at it. Right. My best laughs, the ones I enjoy the most, is when I see a wife or a husband push each other or yeah. point yeah. or nod. Yeah. Because it's coming from it's, the guts. It's that, connection. It, it, you're testifying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's 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 yeah. the best for me. Yeah. And that's what I strive to get because there's a certain amount of flowery word, healing or connection yeah. you get. Yeah. When it when I can take something from my life and articulate something else that someone else is feeling. Right. And make them laugh at it, right? You know, right. anyone anyone can communicate tragedy, right? Right. You know, but how can you how can yeah. you how can you make it connect to them in a funny way so that after a show, they're not walking out crying, they're walking yeah. out celebrating, like, and and, and yeah. they'll tell you, yeah. hey, hey, you know what, man, I was having a bad day, yeah. and and I I, I went through this. that, but I needed that, I'm, and and thank you, yeah. like the, to me that the the greatest uh, one of the greatest gifts of what we do is when people just come up. And you can see that it, it touched them in a certain way yeah. that they needed. Yeah. You know, it's very it's, it's healing. I don't, I don't, and it's not it's not a it's not a flowery word because it's true. That's mm-hmm. that's the truth of it. Is um is is what we do is you know we are healing in especially given the world we live in and Damn. And, and how uh how aware everyone from from the oldest to the youngest are you know that there's so much information out there. And, and and you can't just you can't just turn the the television on Mm-mm. and escape. Mm-mm. TV is not no longer in no. A, you're programming your reality. Yeah. yeah. Then it's that's the scary thing. Is like we we were talking today. We were like the shared experiences are getting less and less, mm-hmm. and that's scary because right. it 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 allowed it opens up the door to identify an enemy. Mm-hmm. All right. Anytime you have to label another, I mean, in my opinion, when you label another and you and you cast you know. All your problems are because of that, and you find like-minded people and you attack. That, right. That's a fear-based response to right. loss of structure. Right. All right. The hardest people, like I do a lot of stuff with first responders mm-hmm. because I was played a fireman, right. I played a lot of cops, and these are people that will rush into a life-threatening situation yeah. with people they don't even know. Right. That's yeah. That's not the essence. That's the essence of humanity. Yeah. And if you can, if I can make them. You know, take that away from them, and 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 find a, a point of connection yeah. to an to that little group of audience. Mm-hmm. I did my job. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm grateful. I'm given the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best shit I find doesn't come from me; it comes through me. Yeah. So hopefully, that's connected to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fucking scary, man. It, it definitely it is. It is. I mean, you see the stuff. It's like the shared experience we were talking about before. We were laughing about. The What's Happening episode. Remember, <laughs> remember what's happening? The, the Doobie Brothers were the on Doobie WhatsApp. Brothers episode. It was a two-parter. Two, yeah. Two-parter. And you know that the whole reason the Doobie Brothers are on is because Al Jarreau said right. no. <laughs> they, they couldn't get cool in the gang. Right, they right. Couldn't get, they couldn't get they anybody. They just went down a list of every soul that, artist cool in the gang. Teddy Pendergrass ain't coming. Teddy, no. No? Nothing. No. Peebo Bryson. No. Larry Graham. He was in Sly and the Family Stone. The slap bass. We can sell that. There's a black dude in the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> All right, good enough. What about the Allman Brothers? Uh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> but that's shared experience. Yeah. As soon as we, we got that smile, we started laughing before right. we started talking because right. we both... You know, when you're kids, you watch an episode, you go, this don't fit. And then someone else had that same thought 20 years ago. Right, in in a whole different location on on the world. Yeah, yeah, man. That was, so, so you're you're now getting on stage, Uh, I'm guessing that after, it it went well, Mm. um, that first time on stage. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it went well. I got my first gig three days later. Really? Yeah, because I didn't know at that point, 
uh, on Long Island that um, the guy that booked the club, his name is Tom Ingenio. He was at, okay. a, he was at a, a, an agency called Omnipop. And okay. he booked the whole thing. Uh, and he got my number and he called me up and he thought I was I was a comic. You know, he, he didn't me. know you were green. He I didn't, didn't know you were I blue. didn't know. Because he, he called me because are, are you open Thursday? Hi, it's Tom. We met the other night at the club. I go, yeah, nice to see you, man. Are you open Thursday? I'm like, yeah. You want to go bowling or something? Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I had no fucking idea, dude. Wow. He goes, I got a I got a spot over at Sand City. It was this bar uh-huh. on South Shore, Long Island. Oh, geez. He goes, I'll give you twenty bucks to go do do your five. I went, oh okay, great. What time? And Jackie Martley was there, and right. I knew Jackie. Oh, right. I'm with Jackie Martley. Right. Hung up the phone. I looked at my mother and I said, uh, guys, I said, I just got 20 bucks to go here and do my act. And, he goes, and my mother goes, you have an act? <laughs> I said, this guy thinks I do. <laughs> Leave it to mom. Yeah, to so I went. Out. I got the 20 bucks. I came home. My mother goes, give me. I gave her the 20 bucks. She pressed it in a book. She gave me another 20 bucks. She goes, here. She pressed the actual oh, bill in a book because that was my mother. Went, oh, yeah. okay. She wanted to save your first $20. Yeah. So I started working. But she was supportive, though. I like that. Yeah. Well, I love that they were. The best, uh, Dean, the best thing, my father, and my father was, like I said, he was my hero. The best thing he ever did to me because I couldn't be like him, and I was trying. I didn't mm-hmm. have that mechanical ability. Right. My father built our house. Wow. You know, he built... He, That's he, we have We have a, a, a circular driveway. We lived on a corner lot in Long Island. Okay. And there was a front lawn, and he put a circular driveway in. And he was on a little bulldozer, and I go, Pop, where'd you learn how to do this? He goes, I didn't learn it. I, I rented the thing. I'll figure it out. <laughs> and he's out there like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and he didn't know how to do it. Right. But he just, just you know, he was out. in the army. He was in the motor pool. He okay. learned how to drive these trucks. Right. And he did it himself. Wow. So I were always, I didn't have that ability. Yeah. I can't, you know. Me either. No. I, but I wanted to be like my other. So there was always an air of disappointment. He came to that night, mm-hmm. stand up. And I, I remember I went down to the shop the next day. And I was in the workshop. And he looked at me like, this is where he goes. And, and, and he told me a story about when he, because he used to play tennis. Okay. And he was an amateur. Right. Because I went to see the New York Sets. There was a little tennis team at the oh, wow. um, Sets. Sets was the name of it. I uh-huh. think that was. It was in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. He went and goes, and I would play tennis. So my mother and I would do something together. And uh, he goes, I saw this guy hit a ball. I heard it. It cracked. I saw it. I went, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. He goes, I saw you last night. He went, that's how you do it. Dig it. And... I said, well, I think I want to be a comic. And he took a long drag of his lucky uh-huh. smoking. He said, he says, do it now. Uh-huh. He said, do it now before your life gets complicated. Mm. But if you're going to do it, you give it everything you got. Because right. one day, there's going to be an old man looking back at you in the mirror. Uh-huh. You don't ever want to think, if I only tried a little bit harder. Yeah. And I never forgot that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize Seven. what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. It's not that he was disappointed, but mm-hmm. the choices he made for the responsibility to care for his family, because right. it was a different time. Right. Man. Of course, eh, you know, my father he was he was in he was in um, he was in the motor pool with Fort Dix. Mm-hmm. He got out of, he got out of high school. My mother was in a senior in high school with a school ring and an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. That's what it. Is. You got wow. married, wow. you got kids. So he always wanted to be an inventor. That's why he was so good. He was building stuff, and he would build the house, and he made our toys. I mean, he was right. just, but he always had to care for the family. So as he was, when he was dying, he mm-hmm. met my wife, mm-hmm. and I was working. I was on, well, forget what show I was doing. Mm-hmm. And they would have lunch, and he would come over. And it wasn't disappointment. It wasn't regret. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I always wanted to do this, and I couldn't because mm-hmm. I had these responsibilities. Right. So I think that's where I got the responsibility thing. Because mm-hmm. it's real easy to lay around all day and just yeah. walk yeah. through your life and not create. Yeah. Um, but the, the flip side of that is the anxiety you get to have to create. Yeah. 
And like I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, oh, okay. Worrying is not responsibility. Right. You know, there's worrying is not like I have to be this aggravated because that's right. what a man does, you know? Right. So that, that that's when I uh I think that's where I got my work ethic. Yeah, yeah. No, and your pop sense. sounds like he did a did a great we we have a lot of similarities because my dad uh he 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 had pancreatic cancer mm. and he true to form he was my hero and he was also very supportive he uh because we had moved upstate um i was going to college upstate and uh where'd you go i went to i went to monroe community i went to genesee community college monroe community college and rochester institute of technology okay he drank geneseo beer yeah i geneseo was was my first solo my first solo college gig was at Geneseo, SUNY Geneseo. I got five hundred dollars. I was uh, you could, I, I still remember. Yeah, that yeah. Clearly, oh, dude. we still remember. Yeah, yeah. You my remember first that first gig where it said work. Comedy Club was the Brown Thompson Comedy Club in oh, Connecticut. Jesus. I used to love those gigs because it said Comedy Club. I'm like, oh, it ain't a bar. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. You're like, okay, I have the safety of people actually are coming yeah. to see. They a know what it show. is. Right, right, right. And he. Um, I started. I started February twenty first, uh, nineteen ninety two. It was a week before Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing fences. Uh, the, the school was doing August Wilson's fences, uh-huh. and uh, and our rehearsals were running late. So I went to. Uh, they were having Apollo night. This was Wednesday, and Friday night was Apollo night. And I went up just messing around on stage, and a friend said, "You should do. It. You should." Kiki was like, "You should. You should get in it." And I was like, "Yeah, I should." And I've been writing. Jokes since Eddie Murphy Delirious, you know, oh, yeah. you know, eight years prior, so or nine years prior, so I was like, do it, and for the next forty eight hours, I'm telemarketing at, at Sears, and people can hear me making noises, and do, you know, just yeah. sort of running through the act, and then uh, the night of the show, uh, nobody, I was just the opposite, nobody knew I was going to be in it. Uh-huh. Um, I had my camcorder at a Sony. Uh, Little uh, high uh, camcorder. I said my first record anything that looks good or interesting. We wound up coming in second place, and the the the, the opioid. You yeah. know, I, I got hit got you, bit, yeah. and then for about two years, every fashion show there was a club up there called Scorgies, Hiccups, and then Scorgies, and uh, in Rochester, and but I I wouldn't get regular gigs up at those. So I was just doing anything I could to just get stage time. And one time yeah. my dad says to me, um, hey, what are you doing with this thing? And mm-hmm. I said, oh, you know, a little cocky. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian. He's like, when was your last show? I said, I did a, you know, I hosted a church thing at this church uh, two weeks ago. And next week I'm, I'm hosting a fashion. He was like, you're not a comic, man. Mm. You're like a reservist. It's like it was, and it, it hurt. Yeah, because I wasn't no army. I wasn't the reserves. He's like, yeah, you're a reservist, man. He's like, you want to do this? You gotta, gotta go back, back home. Gotta go back to the Bronx. And at that point, you know, we had moved a bunch. Of, I went to three different high schools, and my family did everything. You know, the 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 hope back then was people moved out of the city. Mm-hmm. So I was born yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah, and everyone, yeah. Long you Island. moved in Long Island. And and, here's, and I just learned this last year. My mother told told us, um, we maybe during Thanksgiving, she said, we wound up, there were two ways to go if you lived in the city. You either went to Long Island or you went to Westchester. Mm-hmm. You went further upstate. And Nana told us, Nana told my, my, my mother uh, and my aunts, she said, you know, go... Upstate, because if any God forbid anything happens um, in New York City, if it happens in New York City and you're in Long Island, you have to drive through New York to get 
to escape. You're stuck mm-hmm. out on your right, the island yeah. is literally an island. If if you go upstate, you're con- a you're connected to the rest of the country, and mm-hmm. b you can go any direction. And so that's how that's what Nana said. Was General Nana? Yeah, was right, <laughs> right, right. I was like, what? And that yeah. So we uh we wound up uh so first my aunt. When I was five, my aunt moved from the Bronx to Poughkeepsie. Oh yeah, yeah. And I then, went to school at Marist. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I went. To, I did. I did one year of high school in uh, in Poughkeepsie, uh, Arlington High School. Um, we we were in the Bronx, and we we were Mount Vernon for mm-hmm. for a long time, which was to remember? me it was just North Bronx. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then as my dad, he worked uh, for Department of Corrections. Each time he got promoted, moved further upstate. And so when he said yeah, heading to Austinet. Right, right, right. That's the home office. But then we wound up he got transferred to Attica, which was way yeah, yeah. far, you know. And uh um, Elmira too's got a Elmira's prison. up there. Yeah. Like I, I learned I learned where I died. That's why I'm like <laughs> I learned where I don't want to go yeah. based on my dad's job. You I, know? I I learned where some uncles went to college. Right. <laughs> right. That's what they right. call it. We're going exactly. to college. We're going to college for a few years. And um, how long were you in college? Three to five. <laughs> so I, I wound up. Uh, I I started making the plan to move back to the Bronx, which my mother wasn't happy about because she was like, "Ronald, we worked hard to get him out of yeah. the Bronx, and he's going." And wound up literally right down the block from where my nana uh, used to live. But I needed needed to do that, and he was uh till the day he died. He was he was just super. He was always encouraging and always proud. He always say, "Hey, yeah. you know what." Um, you know, you got to stay in shape because you know there's a there's a vanity industry, and you want you know, yeah. you don't want to look sloppy. And I was like, you know, and he was always just proud. So it's uh, so I relate to everything you were saying because they came from a different era, and I agree with what you said. Um, I honestly think there was a lot of sacrifice that our parents made. Yeah, they wanted to do things, but couldn't. They came up during an era where they couldn't necessarily. Pursue what they wanted to, yeah, because they had to provide. But the thing that that I, I I'm hearing mm-hmm. from your dad, and my dad, the awareness mm-hmm. that they knew. My my father told me, he said, he goes, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. Exactly. He's like, my job is to give you a better life than the one I right, had. Right. So pay attention because I'm tired and I'm running out of money. Right. <laughs> right. But he knew enough to because human nature is like to elevate somebody else. Yeah. Uh, the, the selflessness of that act mm-hmm. is e- even for your own kids. Some some guys some some brothers don't have that. Yeah, yeah, you know they don't have that. My father had that awareness. He said, "No one's ever going to give you a hand up. They're going to keep you down because it makes them feel better about themselves." Right. So I'm I, when I heard that about your dad, mm-hmm. I have to ask you this question: When the first thing you said, you're a reservist, mm-hmm. and it hurt. Yeah. Damn. Because I know that. The, he 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 went. He hit my ego, knowing at at that age. I was saying, at that yeah, age, yeah. That's the question. Do you think that was done on purpose to 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 to, to yeah. light light a fire? Yeah, to make knock me you say, down to pick you up. Yeah, to make me say, oh, well, I'll show you. You yeah. know, because I I never got the sense that he. I was always aware enough that I I didn't look at that like he's trying to kill my dreams. I'm like, no, he's he's doing everything. Not only to encourage you, but to push you to yeah. say, I, I gotta, I can't stay in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "There's no industry up here. You gotta, gotta get out of here if you yeah. want to. Pers- if you want to pursue this, and you've been saying that you from from September '83, seeing Eddie Murphy Delirious, and it's now February '92. You started doing it, so you actually uh, you achieved the goal of just 
doing it. They're starting it. Because so many people won't even do that, right? He's like, now you got to take the next step. You you're doing it, and you're and you're decent at it. You gotta you gotta play with the big dogs. You mm-hmm. gotta play with the big fish. You can't you can't make. Yeah, you can be the the hot guy. Yeah, up in Western New York, yeah. but who Wait, cares? You get a sandwich named after? You? Right, right. The, yeah. the Nick Tao's garbage plate or whatever. Yeah, right. you know. So he, uh, he I remember, and, and it was I, it was June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five. I was back in the Bronx, and and uh, and what that was June, and uh, five months later I was doing Def Comedy Jam. You know, did my first. Now, what's that like? Five months later. Yeah, that was, uh, dude. That was that was it was awesome, man. Yeah, it was awesome because it was it was, uh, you know what? Because I'm all, I, I'm always proud that Def Jam didn't start my dream, mm-hmm. and so my dream didn't end with Def Jam. Because I know a lot of guys after they did Def Comedy Jam, they were like, now what? You know? Yeah. They didn't really have a plan B because when Def Comedy Jam first started, it did help propel a lot of comics that were actually out there a long time. Like, you know, Bernie Mac, yeah. Cedric the Entertainer, uh, uh, um, you know, Bill Bellamy, Adele. Those, those, these are all comics that had been out for a while, but they finally had an opportunity to showcase yeah. in front of a national audience. So that first wave of comics that did Def Comedy Jam popped. Even the first two waves. But then by the time I did, it started in 92, and then by 95... It was really just the fraternity. <laughs> you, yeah. you you did it, and, and you had an actual credit, but it was a rite of passage. Yeah, it did. It didn't. I remember we went to uh, Maya DiGiorgio and I were on the same episode, and Chappelle hosted, um, and we went to IHOP. It aired in February '96. We went to IHOP Saturday morning, like, yeah, we got to get our victory lap. And so we're sitting yeah. in the booth, like, oh, I wonder what was on TV last night. Yeah. Anybody? And not. Nothing. Nobody, because nobody cared. People had moved on by that point. What I got to do to get a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity? <laughs> right, right. You know, and uh, but it was it was a learning experience because it made me say, okay, I, now I did that. Now I got to move on to uh, breaking into stand up New York or, mm-hmm. or or the comic strip. You know, and and not just getting caught and stuck in in one club or one circuit, one scene. Yeah, I I, I have something to say, and I want everybody. Yeah. To get a chance to hear what I have to but say. you knew that, yeah. So you had the awareness, like I'm here, but right. I'm not in, right? Yeah, okay. right, right. And I, because I, I, I know a lot. I know guys to this day that that um, they're comfortable, they make a decent living, but you, you also get a sense of there's not an envy, but they, they, I can see they're like they want to do more, but they don't know how to. And now it's it's been so long that they're just they're kind of. There's a fear now. Now there's a fear. There's always a fear. Yeah, there's a there's fear. There's always of, something of to overcome. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's there's no the, the human condition is suffering. There's there, there's no resurrection without crucifixion, right. and there's no Hulk without gamma rays. Right, you know, <laughs> right. The truth will set you free, but first it's going right. to piss you it's off, going, and it's going to hurt. It's yeah, gonna sting a little. It's going to be like yeah. you're a reservist. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so now you do Deaf Comedy Jam. What's the next step? The you work in the club. You get past. I'm, I'm starting. Up. Yeah, uh, Lucian Hold, rest in peace. He was he was actually at my taping because Chappelle hosted. That's cool. And he invites me to to uh, to come uh, do the strip, but. I'm so I'm sniffing my own piss. I'm doing Dev Comedy yeah. Jam, so I don't need yeah. your little club. You want to take so that t- bass out, yeah. your voice? <laughs> right. So it took me it took me probably a year and a half before I finally go to the strip. But then I, um, you know, I'm at this point. I'm working Boston Comedy Club, um, Caroline's when they do Urban Night, yeah, yeah. Hot 97 Urban Night, um, and 
I'll say, and then I did, I think, uh, I did Showtime with Apollo. I think my first sort of crossover opportunity was Premium Blend mm-hmm. at Comedy Central. Yeah. That's around 98, 99. Okay. And then, uh, and then I broke the knack. I, I, I uh, oh, okay, you I, did the colleges. I, yeah, I did the colleges. Did like a did a did a national and booked like seventy five schools within a, a year period, and then another twenty that rolled over to the following season. But I got burnt out. Yeah, was, you know, oh, you get cooked. Well, the 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 funny thing about it is it's it's that paradox because you want that you want to you know. Once you start working as a stand-up, then you think to yourself, I want to fill up my, my calendar. Yeah. That's the terror. The, the Joan Rivers documentary. Yeah, yeah. The, an empty calendar. It's, it's blinding. Shit. It's, yes. It's, it's so white. Yeah. It's blinding. So you finally, you careful what you wish for because you get it and then yeah. you get it and then you're like, Yo, I'm tired. I was, fra- I, was yeah. I was averaging probably 12 colleges a month. Wow. From By yourself. Solo. Hour by yourself. By hour by myself. Oh. Had enough. Had because at this point I'm I'm now I'm at that seven eight year period yeah. where you I I start figuring out not just how to be funny but why I'm funny and yeah. developing a, a and, and how it communicates. But then I mean I don't know if you felt this trap. You're you're bread and butter. You're talking to college kids and then you can't bring that back to the cellar. Right. No. Yeah. It's no. like no. I used to I used to yeah. use the road. I go out. I look this way. I went out on the road to work. So I went out. I, I bought the cocaine uh-huh. on the road. Right. I came back to the cellar and I boil it off and make crack. <laughs> <laughs> and there is an analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, similar. I I realized because I was so strong with the impressions. Yeah. Um, the impressions came so easy to me. I should say. And, and you know you have Greg Giraldo say say uh oh yeah Dean a lot of impressions no material you know mm-hmm. and that that hits you enough where you're like you know what I'm gonna prove I'm yeah, gonna prove let me you show wrong you. Yeah. reservist yeah reservist right it, 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 but now that you said it, it does always come back to that it's about proving and and reproving to someone your your worth your value um, so. I stopped doing a lot of the impressions in the clubs in the city. Mm-hmm. So if I was running from the Strip to Stand Up New York to Boston Comedy Club to New York Comedy Club, I unless it was a a big show of some yeah. sort, I was like, here, I want, I want to, I want to prove that I can write a joke just as good as as uh, Todd Leonard, Billy Burr, or Ian mm-hmm. Edwards, you know, because I, cause, because I wanted, also it was a respect thing. I wanted respect of my yeah. peers and the guys that I respected, um, myself. So I was like, I'm going to write and then go on the road, get your, get your, get your college check, you know, yeah. and come back, you know, come hang out at the cell. And I, and they, I, they used to write, uh, uh, Dean, Dean has his college money clothes on, you know, cause yeah. now you have yeah, a little yeah, more yeah, money, money. Yeah. coming in a little fresher, you know, and, uh, and, and, and happy you're not sweating. Like you actually are, if you're home on a weekend, you're not sweating here. I have to go do you know, seven sets this weekend because mm. I got to pay a bill. Now you know what? I'm going to take this weekend off. God bless you. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, I, I, no, I, <laughs> I can't. It, it never happened. <laughs> it never happened, but but because I wasn't working inside. This is back when, uh, like, late 99, 2000 was when I was really tr- attempting to get into the, uh, get, on, get on in the cellar, and everyone from... Uh, you know, uh, Chappelle to Keith, uh, Godfrey, uh, Colin, they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, nah, you, nah, you got to use Dean. He's funny. But but I wasn't getting used. But I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't need, yeah, need, yeah. need your, your $25 uh, spot money. I just got I just got a check from uh, yeah. 
from Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, you know, for for $1,200. I'm just, you know, and and this has a comma in it. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) I got commas, son. And then, uh, but then I burnt out with the the colleges. I burnt out by by November. I I just, I almost had, not a breakdown, but I just, I got into something with these these two girls that weren't laughing, you know, and they, they were just, and, and, when when you're already exhausted, there's nothing worse than looking out, seeing 298 people laughing and two people sitting. And that's what you focus Rolling their eyes. And yeah. now you're focusing. Now you're getting into a heated back and forth. And next thing you know, uh, even if you win the audience back, you don't really win them, win them back. No. You know, and my agent like, calls me. we're going to laugh yeah. just to get through this. Right. And, and my agent called, Dean, what uh, what happened? I was like, I'm tired, man. That's, we got to, we got to. I fall back, and next thing I know, I um I cut back my schedule, but I I got my SAG card because I did a I did a Snickers commercial that premiered during the uh, Super Bowl. And oh, then, there you go. And then and then from there, it just the ball started rolling. I I booked uh this movie with Damon Wayans that took three years to come out, and then uh Mad TV audition led to them offering me a gig, and then. The night of the Mad TV auditions, I got a call back, and the people from SNL happened to be in the audience right? Um, for, at a stand-up showcase. And so two weeks later, my agent's like, Mad TV's offering you the gig. SNL is interested. So I'm like, well, so what does that mean? He's like, now I get to be an agent and play both to the middle. And next thing I know, that summer I get a... Go to Montreal uh, with with Kev, Kevin Hart. Kevin's a good friend. Kev, Kev actually auditioned for SNL mm-hmm. with me, and I hadn't been telling anybody that I I didn't want comics like oh dude so what's going oh, on with yeah you? yeah so I the only person I knew was Ian Edwards because mm-hmm. I because I had to go to L A to uh, since I was going to Montreal and they they my agents were smart they created some buzz by taking that that stand up showcase I did and saying yeah SNL's Interested, Man TV's offering him a gig. Here, check him out because maybe maybe there's a deal in here. He's going to Montreal, and uh, and so not until Kev calls like, Yo, Dean, man, hey man, I'm uh, I'm auditioning for SNL. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, man, can you help me? I was like, Of course, you're my friend, but just so you know, uh, I'm auditioning too. You know, and uh, and we we both were like, Look, we're both going to Montreal. We're both uh, auditioning for SNL. He's fine. He, yeah. he he found a way to yes, to get to get past it and uh and then 911 my first day of work was supposed to be 911 and uh and that was that was traumatic because uh similar to I think everyone you, we all felt a little selfish but we we had never experienced that sort of trauma yeah uh, on such a large scale and so I remember um when I think I called um Kenny Amon, who's one of Lauren's lieutenants, uh, one of the producers on SNL, and that that morning, late that morning, I was like, "Hey, Kenny," he's like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" I said, "Yeah, um, what's we're supposed to start?" Yeah, no, we're not gonna. I was like, "But, but, but I still have a job, right?" Like it's this yeah, yeah. this because in my mind, I was like, "So this life is no more. I I don't we don't do TV anymore, right?" You know, he's like, "No, no, we do. We're just gonna take take an extra week." So I was like, "Okay." You shot, but I got shot. He was like, "Yeah, okay," and um, yeah, doing that first episode in the shadow of nine uh, eleven with Giuliani and the firemen and first responders on stage with us was just such a powerful uh, moment because a lot of people didn't, especially a lot of artists, didn't like Giuliani mm-hmm. on September tenth. 
No, yeah. you kid, you couldn't yeah, people, smoke anywhere in the yeah, city. Yeah, he, he was taking His all the brown fun. shirts were taken. Yeah, he was taking yeah. the fun. You couldn't like people that performed in in the in Washington Square Park. Now you yeah. you needed a permit, like a permit. They're they're the Haitian tumblers, yeah. you know, and, and Albert man you know? is banging on a on a on a bucket. Right, right. Yeah, the <laughs> permit for the bucket. Yeah. Um, but I I went and gave him a hug, just like everybody else, just because caught up in the emotion of it and. Uh, and as as a city, as a community, I was like, yo, we we survived that, and I just had my first episode, and I'm living out my dream, you know. So I I was in a I was in a good space, man, you yeah. know. It's and and I was alive, happy to be alive, considering you know we all knew someone who was in the tower, yeah, that that passed away. You you had especially with with your connection. When did rescue me? Um, we were doing a cop show. We were doing a a, a, a me Dennis and pretty much the creative team behind. Okay. Um, Rescue Me was a was a show on ABC called The Job. I remember The Job. So we were we were doing that show. Okay. Nine Eleven hits. Um, ABC they switch presidents, and anytime you have that, yeah, yeah you know that. Yeah. Because any, anytime presidents switch, if if the show's a hit, the other guy gets credit, right? And if it's if it's a failure, you get the blame. So right. they always clean house. They clean house. And we were getting about ten million people a week, solid, which, which is good. Then, but yeah. we were up against West Wing during West oh, Wing's wow. peak. Wow. You get ten million now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we got we did two years we got canceled and then they they uh, Dennis wrote the nine eleven show around rescuing. oh really um, you know he started writing it in a response to you mm-hmm. know because he was his cousin died in the uh, the uh, the Worcester fire so oh. he was a, his connection to firefighters okay um, I was wondering what it, I, I was like he has this is yeah this his cousin died in, in, the, in the Worcester yeah. fire so he had a big connection to firefighters and then when nine eleven hit this was a it was pretty much about survivors guilt right and um, so I got the call to come back and, and join the show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of it was like we were, talk, we were talking at brunch today when we had to do the flashback to nine eleven. Yeah. We actually the makeup artist. We actually had guys there said what what it was like and what happens to you and to your body. Are, yeah, like right. man, this is scary. Shit. Right, because you said the blood actually bubbles. Yeah, it bubbles. You're like crazy. oh man, yeah. I just and I'm like yeah, I'll be over here. I'm just right. an actor. Right, right, right. When did you when did you transition? Like when would you say like you you did the clubs? Obviously, you found success and you you started working the mm-hmm. road. When did you? Because you you had you had a couple of deals and yeah. like, when when did that happen in your career? It happened pretty. It was a different time then. Yeah. Remember our time it was yeah, a different yeah. time. I went to Montreal, um, and I got a standing O on the gala. Oh, and, nice, and, nice. But I had already spoken to uh, Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, the WB Network. The WB. Remember yeah. WB. So. And they were looking for content, and they yeah, were, and I didn't know that I could have because I didn't know enough to go. Oh, I can play one against another. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I didn't right. know anything. Like my agents did. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Right. I, I didn't have that. Did that you have word. representation? I did, but okay. it, I didn't have that wherewithal wasn't there. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, I gave these guys my word. Right. You know, I didn't know I could. <laughs> oh, you were nice. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I now I now I actually just I hire someone to kick me in the ass because yeah. I'm tired of doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but so I I had a couple of deals and I got a job. Um, I started doing little stuff like I was on did Caroline in the City okay. for a couple episodes. Okay. Um, and I was doing little spots on TV, okay. and I had gotten the job with with Dennis. And did you was, get that because he knew you from the circuit? no? I didn't know him. You just, I didn't you know him. Audition. I auditioned, and it was on tape. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm never going to see these people again. Right. You do it, and you leave. And I got a call. Um, go to New York. Uh, they want to test you. You're living in L.A. At the time. I'm living in L.A. Okay. Yeah. So I was living in L.A., but I had signed another deal mm-hmm. with um, and one of the 
uh, I call her a suit with a heart. Gail mm-hmm. Berman was running for Oh, wow. wow. And uh, she was running New Regency Television. I had just done a thing for UPN, mm-hmm. where uh, six episodes, the thing got canceled. Um, so I had a deal with her, mm-hmm. and they gave me a nice chunk of money. Nice. But it was a talent deal. So I, they said, right. here's the scripts. We like you. Right. We're going to find Read something. We're going to find something for you. So I'm reading right. the scripts, and there was nothing really... In there for me, you know, mm-hmm. I was too young, or you know, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't fit on any of the scripts right, they gave me. Right. But you know, they gave me cash, so I couldn't go to to, to test for the job. I couldn't sign a test yet. Oh. So my agent goes, oh, "I'm sorry." I said, "No, call her up. I'll give the money back." Really? They don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> they don't, which, wanna... which is also. In their world, is insanity. Yeah. Like anybody's going to say, hey, yeah. take the money back. I said, I'll give the money back. He goes, what? I go, I got it. There's nothing here for me. Right. I got a shot at this, yeah. and I like this. Uh-huh. And it was written by Peter Tolan, and mm-hmm. it was... And it was Leary, and I said, I just want, he goes, but you might not, you might lose everything. I'm like, that's why they call it gambling. <laughs> so the gambling came back to work to your benefit. That you was know? the biggest bet I ever yeah, made in my yeah, life. Man. I gave wow. that check back. That was a big check. Yeah. Because that was back, that was back when they were actually, like the deals that they give, now, even the deals that they've given for the last 10, 15 years aren't the deals that they were given Back in the late '90s, mid to late '90s, and even the early 2000s, I think the deals really dried up after like '04 yeah. ish. You know, well, this, yeah, this was like I gave that money. This is the biggest bet I ever laid yeah. on me. But yeah. I was betting on me. I wasn't yeah. betting on a roll of the dice. That's called fate, though. You yeah. gotta have faith. Nah, it's stupidity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you could go back. Because you still wanted to do the job, how mm. would you um, have approached it this now? Like if with with what you know now, mm. industry wise, would you take the same gamble? Would you give the money back? Would you see if there's a way that uh, well, the see that's the, you know that, that's a great question because I would go back if you look at the the, the things where I didn't know like I could go and mm-hmm. play two people against each right. other. I, I didn't know enough I could do that. Right. I also didn't know enough that that kind of money doesn't come around. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's when. That's when the naive kind of stuff, and I—that's I, not the—that's the, not the only time I did it. Oh wow! I, I did a voiceover <laughs> commercial. I did a voiceover commercial for Titleist, mm-hmm. and I was the voice oh, wow. of a golf ball. Yeah. Freddie Couples was mm-hmm. talking, about, and I was the voice. Um, so they offered me the gig. Mm-hmm. Okay, voice—it's voiceover work, which right. is great. Easy. You put easy, a hat easy. on your head. You're half a day, nice chunk of money. Right. Um, the client heard it and goes, "Yeah, he's funny, um, but he's—he's he's, he's too New York." Okay. So they already offered it to me. Mm-hmm. So my agent made a deal. I said, listen, they're going to give you half the money. Why? Because they think you're too New York. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with them. Get me another session. I will take them at their word that they will play this tape for them. Don't tell them it's me. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them back the money if I don't get the game. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. I went in. I did it again. <laughs> and they go, you got the gig. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I got oh, the man. gig. Jeez. I was, okay. Yeah. You need to stop. I got the gig, <laughs> and I got and my and my my manager has those golf clubs that Freddie Couples used uh-huh. in his in his office. Dude. Yeah. You, okay. You were a gambler. You were living on the. I don't know. Once they dangle, I'm not gonna say I'll I'll give it back. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I I don't think I would make that choice today because I got a wife. Okay. okay. I you know that that's one of those that choices we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. That, you know it ain't about me anymore. Right. It's right. the selflessness of being yeah. part of something. Bigger yeah. than yourself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you go from the job. The job. How many seasons? How long did it? Two last? years of that. Then I did. Okay. Um, then you know, bang around. I did a Law and Order episode. Okay. You do okay. this stuff, and but I was doing more and more drama, and okay. then then I do you like doing res- drama in comparison to comedy? It's a strange thing. I like. 
It depends. Uh, it's it's a it's a great question. The, the nice thing about the the gigs I've had and the sustainable gigs I've mm-hmm. had, the. They've been a mix. Because I was going to say, Rescue Me is sort of... Yeah, it was a drama, so I got to do everything. Nurse Jackie was like that. I got to do everything. I like Nurse Jackie. Yeah, Yeah, I got to do... I got to be this different different things every day. The straight drama stuff, like I did a Criminal Minds episode. Mm -hmm. That's three days, you know? And, you know, but that... And Law and Order... Mm-hmm. Was and both of them, I had a cry. And Jesse Martin said the best thing. We <laughs> Jesse shouted, L. Martin. Oh, Jesse yeah. L. Martin. So Jesse L. Martin uh-huh. said the greatest. We uh, it was eight o'clock in the morning. Chelsea Piers uh-huh. and I got the crying scene where I got right. Uh-huh. The kid dies, whatever it was. So I was smoking it. So we're all, we're outside having a cigarette. And Jesse just looks at me, and goes, "Man, I don't envy you having to do acting shit this early in the morning." <laughs> I go, thanks, Jesse, because I got it easy. I just got the notebook, and I hum and nod right. and write shit down. Right, right. And he, he, was, he was just poking me a little bit, yeah. but it was, it was a nice, it was, it was very kind Yeah, the way he did it. Well, especially because you're, you're the new guy on the set, and, and you're the guest everyone, everyone knows each other, and you're just kind of, yeah, I don't want to get in the way. You know, yeah, like, he said, I'm going to have a cigarette. You want to go? Yeah, so, you know. That's cool. That's and cool. He, was, he was very kind. Because, you know, when you're a guest star, you're yeah. only getting two takes. Right, right, right. And, and, and... You're not, you're not going to always get the friendly no. stars of the show. No. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of egos on sets. Yeah. And, and you're, you're first on set. You're waiting. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. so that's, that's very... But that's I, what... I love hearing the, people's humanity uh, comes before their, their ego, you know. Um, yeah. So it's nice to... I, well, I don't know Jesse Elmore, I, but I like hearing I, 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 he's He was a great... And Jerry Orbach was... was okay. I got to work with Jerry, and Jerry was very kind to me. Um, and and Edie Falco, I mean, mm-hmm. two years with Edie. This is how nice Edie Falco is. So mm-hmm. I get the gig right away. I get street cred in my mother's community. Of course, yeah. she's from the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. My, my mother's the queen of the day room now. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, you know, my son is working with Edie Soprano. Right, yeah, right. So uh, I, the first thing my mother asked me goes, ask if she got to keep the jewelry. You know, this. <laughs> okay. Did so, she? No. <laughs> no. So um, Edie was on the Tonight Show. And Jimmy's a friend, mm-hmm. and Jimmy knew I had the gig. And I was going on a Tonight Show a week later or two weeks later. Okay. So they mentioned me. They were talking about me and a nice guy. And my mother saw, oh, you know, the whole thing. So I uh, I told Edie, I said, you know, thank you so much. My mother flipped out. And mm-hmm. uh, my mother, since my father passed away, my mother was knitting. So and that's how she deals with her grief. Okay. So I have more Afghans than Kabul. <laughs> So she she made hats because she she saw Edie has two kids. Okay. And my mother said, "I made these winter hats for the kids because she's a single mother. She's working. Oh. When does she have time to knit?" <laughs> That's such a mother yeah. thing. Yes. So she makes the hats, and Dean, they're awful. She's like the, the brims <laughs> over here. They were like little elephant man hats. Oh, I was like, true. I was like, oh, they're terrible. <laughs> I was gonna go buy hats and just put them, but I'm like, Edie's gonna know. Right. Like, I gotta right. give these to her. So I give them to her. She was so touched. She wrote my mother. She mailed my mother a card. Oh wow! She goes. And my mother called me up and goes with a with a uh, uh, and she said I got the nicest card from Edie Soprano. You didn't even know this. I didn't know she was doing it. She wow. asked for her address, and I, I you know, she wrote her a thank you card and a, a little note inside. She goes. She took the time. She wrote it down. Mm-hmm. She licked a stamp. She yeah. walked in a mail. She didn't push send. Right. Right. There is something to be said about letter writing. Yeah. So she got that, and I go, "What'd you do with it?" Because I made a copy of it. I put it in my bag to bring it to the clubhouse to show the girls because I didn't want it to get wrinkled. Yeah. I go, "What'd you do with the original one?" I have it laminated. It's framed. Okay. I was like framed or like yeah. laminated in yeah. the curio next to the the good dishes and the picture of Sinatra. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Edie Soprano. Edie she, Soprano. She made the wall. She made yeah. the wall. She's delicious right. and talented. <laughs> All right, but hey, you know it's so. Um, now where you, you said, um, so yeah, so I did Jackie and, uh, and I was doing, um, Top Gear at the time. I was doing the oh, car right, show right, for, right. Like, okay. for like six years. Which is a nice gift. Nice And Hollywood is, is always, in the, in the realm of Hollywood, which is now not just Hollywood, but, but New York and Atlanta and even parts of Chicago and Miami, in the realm of the industry of Hollywood, it's always nice when you have that gig that keeps going. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, okay, good. I have a theory. My theory is however long you have one show on the air Mm -hmm. buys you double that off it. So if if you're on TV for two years, that means you have two years that you don't necessarily have to work and you can live off of whatever you earned. If you were, if you were, if you're not living beyond lavish, yeah, yeah, you can have a comfortable life, life and lifestyle. Here's the thing: my, with my anxiety, nothing's comfortable. Right, nothing's, <laughs> I, I, ain't I nothing comfortable. It, right, yeah, we gotta keep. You gotta keep working. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was doing. You know, it's like you said when we're working, mm-hmm. it's easy to get lazy. Yes, and yes. so it's and I don't. I I have so much. I hate to use the word fear, but I have so much anxiety mm-hmm. about having to produce. Right. And you have to break through that. I had to break through. So I was doing Top Gear. I was doing Jackie, mm-hmm. um, and then a little bit of stand up, but not as much as I'd like to. Okay. So you know, it's a muscle, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, we get so. Oh, okay. I got to get back and swing the bat. So right. I thank God the seller is great. You just go back right. and you're swinging the bat, and and you're you're in fast pitch, baby. Right, right, you're right. You're seller. You're yeah. following killers. Yeah. You know, this week following you, yeah. you motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks, so you know man. we're following killers always. You, Lynn, Eddie Cohen. Yeah, you know, right, it's, right. It's, it's from the word go. You're, yeah. you're there for the word jump. So we're do, doing the stand up again, and uh, that's where the album came in. I was like, I had an opportunity. I was doing New Year's at Gotham. Okay. And my manager said, we have an opportunity to do an album. I said, okay, okay great. So we do it because... Peter! Yeah. <laughs> tell Peter I said, what's up? I will, tell yeah. Peter. Uh, my, 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 I said, okay, so we'll do the album. And it, and it, and it hit. You mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, so I got, not only got the bug again, but mm-hmm. I got the bug. I, I, I learned how to produce in that environment, in okay. the bite size. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Richard, the, pro, the specials, we have the big things. And mm-hmm. they're nice to do, and I've done mm-hmm. a lot of them. Right. But now the delivery system... I got an audience because I did a bit about my dog, the bit mm-hmm. about the, and it's about a four minute bit. Mm-hmm. And because of Spotify and mm-hmm. Sirius and that bit is labeled, mm-hmm. and because now comedy fans are curating their own playlist right, of, with of, topics. Right. So I get, I still get a lot of, uh, I still get the firemen come mm-hmm. out from Rescue Me. I get the gearheads right. and the families from Top Gear. Right. I get a lot of cops because I was a cop on Jackie. I get right. a lot of nurses. And I told you, the big Jamaican nurses are my favorite. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> she did you so long, you come, you take a picture. And so, and the, <laughs> right. just, but the joy in their faces yeah. is great. Yeah. And uh, now I'm getting a lot of uh, pet owners from that bit ah, that comes okay. out. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we keep working. We just yeah. keep swimming. I right. Mean, and, and no matter what happens in my head, I always think, I'm never going to work again. That's mm-hmm. just the fear we all have. I mean, I don't know if you have. I think we all have, have that. You just, you, you want to, like Joan, Joan to the end, she wanted to have things on her calendar. Yeah, we know? needed that. I needed that. So, And, and you get terrified. But then, you know, I just, I got a movie that, that's out now. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's like... Which, uh, what's some... Little like, Italy. Okay, Little it's Italy. It's with uh, Emma Roberts, Hayden Christensen, Alyssa Milano, Danny Aiello. Uh, Andrea Martin played my mother. Nice. How great nice. was that? Yeah. Was very yeah, sweet. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. It was nice. And Danny's a sweetheart. Yeah. Danny was a doorman at the Improv in New York. Was that? You know, I've heard that before. Yeah. 
Did he ever dabble in stand up or no? He's he's a he's a great singer. He has yeah, I know, I know. He, uh, he's I remember... funny. I don't know if he ever. Done, I think I'm sure he must have tried it. But I, you know what he did? What he was the head of the Greyhound bus union. Really? Yeah, he was one of those union officials for the Greyhound bus people. Random. This is the sweetest thing uh. he ever did to me. So we finished doing the movie, and I knew Danny from mm. from a while ago. Okay. And I, his son, uh, Danny the Third, was our stunt coordinator on Rescue Me. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, so he uh, and he passed away. He had pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. So we're still shooting. We're in the last season of Rescue Me. I called my wife. I said, put on your black dress. Mm-hmm. Get my black suit. Meet me in my trailer. We're going to take the, with the van with a bunch of the riders and stuff, and we're going to head up. we got to pay our respects. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting changed in the van. My mm-hmm. wife's all dolled up. And it's this big wake, mm-hmm. and every gindaloon <laughs> is there. <laughs> the shoe polish head, right. you know. So I wait online. I go over. I give... My Danny kisses my wife, and mm-hmm. I go over. And I hug Danny. He goes, he loved you. He goes, oh, I love. Thank you so much. I know you're working, and you came, and mm-hmm. and, and and he's he's hugging me. He goes, and you put on a shoot to show respect, not mm-hmm. like these Irish bastards that showed up in corduroys. So you love you love the stories, but you love all the seasoning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. just great. And yeah. I so so I didn't I haven't seen him since you know his funeral. So. Right. We're in the makeup trailer, day, first day of shooting on the movie, mm. and you know he's there hugging and kissing. We're catching up. Day three, I we're in the makeup trailer early in the morning, mm. and I go, Danny, do you remember the last time I saw you? And I said it was a, it was a, it was a Danny's funeral. He goes, oh, I miss him every day. I said, mm. Do you know what he said to me? And I told him he went, Oh my, I really said that. I go, I'm yeah. still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Danny Aiello was the. Uh, he he was the dad in Papa Don't Preach, and mm-hmm. then and then he did his rebuttal song. Mm-hmm. Um, did you remember? No one ever remembers that, but he had a song, a rebuttal song, a retort of mm-hmm. the dad's perspective on Papa Don't Preach. Oh, that's good. I never knew. Yeah, and I just remember seeing this. I was like, what's happening? Because, like you said, he's a, he's actually a singer, but he was just for me. He was the uh, he was the cop in in uh, in Harlem Nights. Yeah. That, he said, I should cut it. He's so like, cut it. I'm living in a fucking hovel. In a fucking hovel. And daddy, I didn't do the right thing. So I was yeah. like, he sings? Yeah. But he sings well, evidently. You yeah. know? So, uh, so yeah. Man. You know, he doesn't shut off my pinky toe. <laughs> Della Reese. Yeah, Della Reese, yo. I, I was just watching that movie. It did, Harlem Nights did not get the Great movie. Great movie. But Richard Red Fox and Eddie? And Eddie, man. Damn. And Eddie directed it. I remember Eddie had got a lot of flag. A lot of the critics panned it, but it held up. You know, it was it was just it was a. I, I that was one of my favorite movies. I'll tell you what movie had my two heroes in it, and I wanted it to be better. The Toy, Jackie yeah. Gleason and, and, and Richard Pryor. and Richard. And I was like, oh, yeah, Richard as a as a. <laughs> hey, you want to you want to be a slave for yeah. my kid? You yeah. want to be my kid's toy? This is this is. <laughs> Yeah, we really? Were like, what? Really, U.S.? Really? Right. Really, you ass? Oh, you ass. You ass. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a, I wanted that movie to be. So and I still, better. as a kid, I'm not gonna lie, I liked, I liked it because I was a kid. But as I got old, you know, you get older, you still, you're like, wait a, wait a second. Yeah. Wait, what's we going on? We were kids. You remember Hong Kong Fooey? Hong Kong Fooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Fooey, quicker than the human eye. Here it comes. Here comes, <laughs> comes the racist refrain. <laughs> right. Bop, do, bop, chick, 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 That's the breakdown. Hong Kong Fooey. Terrific. Yeah. How racist is that? And Scatman Crothers Scat was the Man voice. Brothers, what are the, what are the, he, was, 
he was like, because he did a lot of voiceover yeah, work. Yeah, the voiceover work. He was also the garbage Chico and the Man. Chico Freddy and Brinson. the Man. He yeah. was, he was, stick out your can. Here yeah. comes the garbage yeah. man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I can sit and talk to you. I could. Wow, it's good to see you, man. We you got shows tonight. Yeah, we do. Hey, we Adam, where can people uh, find you on your social media? At meetings? Adam Ferrara uh, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and on Facebook. And Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we do this thing called Talk to Me Tuesday. We turn on the cameras. Okay. And I have a whole internet family that comes back every week. So I invite anyone out there to come in and say hello. My wife turns on the cameras and uh, she says stuff like, don't say that, we're live. Uh-huh. But these people come back every week. They come back every week. And for me, y'all can find me on my social medias at uh, uh, IAM Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Um, this has been the first ever crossover uh podcast uh, episode I've ever done uh, yeah, and it too. couldn't be with a, with a nicer dude make sure you cop his, his his album if you haven't get a chance to check out Unconditional and if Adam Ferrara's in your town make sure you uh, go check him out funny dude a mention of a guy he's a good guy he's a good fella That's I like when so, you speak yeah. it yeah you know hey somebody's gotta do it where's this food that's beautiful what is that velvet what is that velvet Adam it was a pleasure brother too baby alright baby alright Dean where, where can people find you I just need that line to put in your shit <laughs>